on, guys? It's Casey Bethia. I'm back here with the podcast. So this is a fun episode because this is finally the first noteworthy thing of actually doing a podcast on in the offseason. The NFL draft, this just happened yesterday, as you know. So um, I'm going to just go into each team's pick and just discuss uh, some just some notes on the player and whether I like the pick and just how I think they'll fit. So, I mean, the first pick, you know, the Browns were at number one, obviously, uh, of course, just like every year, damn near. But we get in here and a lot of people think, oh, is it going to be Sam Darnold? Is it going to be Saquon Barkley? Is it going to be a different quarterback? So the Browns come in. And rumors start to leak out a little bit prior to the draft that they're taking Baker Mayfield. And that's exactly what they do. They take Baker Mayfield with the number one overall pick. So if you told me this a week ago, I would have been extremely shocked. But like I just said, the rumors started to leak out by verified sources like right before the draft. So it kind of spoiled it for me. But as far as liking the pick, I, I feel decent about it. I mean, I feel like they probably could have waited maybe to get him, but they wanted to be sure that they got him. And this was the guy that they wanted. This isn't the consensus top quarterback that everybody uh, fell in love with. This was who they felt was best for their system. So I like it for them. I think the the good thing about this situation is that Baker Mayfield and Tyrod Taylor both have a similar uh, build style, similar athleticism. And I think he can sit behind him. He doesn't He doesn't feel forced to play right now, like maybe like a Sam Darnold or a Josh Rosen, somebody else. So this is a, this is up to the coaches. He can ultimately sit behind him if they want, or if he seems ready, they can throw him in there, throw him into the fire straight from week one. So you're getting a guy that's the ultimate competitor, a guy with a chip on his shoulder who's a walk-on. This was one of the most productive quarterbacks, if not the most productive quarterback in the draft. And he uh, has supreme confidence. So... We'll see how he pans out for the Browns, but uh, it seems like they've made their right decision, so I'm happy for them to get their guy. Uh, at number two, we have the Giants. This was kind of speculated. Either they were going to take like a Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen to fill in for Eli, or they were going to take Saquon Barkley, but uh, they, I think they did the smart thing and take Saquon Barkley, which I'm a big fan of this pick. Um, obviously, a lot of people think this is the best player in the draft, including myself. This is an electric running back who has the ability to break arm tackles, someone who's elusive, someone who has an excellent jump cut ability. He's strong. He can pass block. He receives. He really just does it all. And the best part about it is that he's a great guy for the locker room. This is a guy who's known for his work ethic, a guy with no character flaws. This is just someone that really fits into the New York, like big personality uh, type of feel. So to match him up with Odell Beckham, I think this is going to be a great uh, tandem for many, many years to come. So uh, a home run pick for them, and I really like that for them. Um, at number three, we have the Jets. They chose Sam Darnold, which this seems like they didn't really think they were going to get him. It seemed like they were going for Baker Mayfield. That was like their big hope that he would fall to them. But the Browns, as you know, took Baker, so they take Sam Darnold. I like this pick because this seems like seems like he has the highest floor in terms of you know that he's not going to suck. He might not be the greatest quarterback in terms of like electric fine plays and big play potential but this is a guy that you really know that he's going to be good at the very least a lot of people believe he's the best quarterback and he can sit behind McCown as well you have a guy McCown who just came off a pretty good year for his standards and there's no rush again for him to play and also he could possibly sit behind a Teddy Bridgewater he has two veterans that he can sit behind and learn for for a year uh, depending on how they feel but uh, he has good weapons. He has Robbie Anderson. He has the running back from the Browns that they just signed. Uh, this guy is a, a mobile quarterback in terms of pocket mobility. And then 
Yeah, he played in a big market playing at USC, playing against some quality opponents. So we'll see how he works out for them also. This fourth pick, the Browns were on the clock again. A lot of people thought maybe Bradley Chubb, they'll pair him next to Miles Garrett, but uh, they take Denzel Ward, the cornerback from Ohio State. I like this pick because it gives them a really young secondary. They have him, who's going to be a rookie. You've got Jabril Peppers, who's in his second year. You've got Demorius Randall, who's a, more of a veteran guy he can learn around. And you just got like an influx of young talent, especially at the cornerback position. You've got Denzel Ward, who has lockdown potential. Uh, a little bit of a smaller frame, 5'10-ish. Um, he has elite speed. He ran 4'3". Um, he fills a need. This is a, a really big need on Cleveland's end, especially matching up with Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, and A.J. Green, all these guys. You need a cornerback in this league, especially in that division. This is someone who can come in and will start immediately. And just uh, another thing to keep in mind is that Scott McLuhan is – in the draft room, and this is a guy that I'm really big on, a guy who helped build Seattle's dominant uh, defense, a guy who helped build the 49ers with Patrick Willis and all those guys uh, a couple years ago. So uh, I feel good about this for Cleveland. I think they really got two picks that maybe aren't popular by a lot of people, but they, they made picks that they feel was best for their team, so we'll see what happens with it. Uh, the fifth pick was the Broncos. They selected Bradley Chubb. This was kind of a no-brainer at this point. You want a guy to pair next to Von Miller, this was arguably the best player on the board. This is a guy that could have even won as high as number one if the Browns wanted to do that, but they get him at number or the Broncos get him at number five. And now you have a guy with elite size, a guy that's relentless off the edge. You've got a deep defensive line now. And you really, I could see, honestly, I could see the Broncos having 25 sacks out of uh, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, to be honest. Von Miller can easily get 15 sacks. Chubb, if he pans out how he's supposed to be, he get 25 sacks. He has a high motor. So shout out to the Broncos for picking arguably the best player in the draft. Uh, the sixth pick, this was another no-brainer pick. The Indianapolis Colts, they selected Quentin Nelson. I really like this pick. This is probably my favorite pick just because of what it means for their franchise. The Colts are going to live and die by Andrew Luck regardless. So they get a guy who is clearly the best lineman in the draft, like not even a debate, a great guard, somebody who can run block, can pass block, he's nasty on the interior, uh, he's arguably the best player, again, there's so many talented players in this deep class, but this guy uh, is a solidified player that you know is going to be a stud, there's even people, some scouts saying he's a possible Hall of Famer already, and he hasn't even taken one snap, so that just speaks volumes on his end. And it feels a huge need, and you can get a decade out of this guy. So that's a great pick for the Colts. This uh, seventh pick was a trade. The Bills traded up to take the Buck spot, and they get Josh Allen, the big-arm quarterback out of Wyoming. I like this pick. I'm not really sure what their plans are in terms of using him, if, if they're going to put him behind A.J. McCarron, if they're going to start him off the rip. But they gave up two picks, which I, I think was good because they were second-rounders. They could have given up the house. You know, sometimes when you move up for a quarterback, you've got to give up a lot. So to only give up two second-round picks, I feel like that wasn't a huge uh, haul that they had to give up. This guy has a great arm. I was watching a combine. He's throwing 70 yards, throwing darts down the field. This guy, if, if you just watch some of his highlights, he makes amazing throws. But another thing is like he has prototypical size. He can make any throw. But the thing to note about him is that he has some accuracy issues. He's probably the, the quarterback with the most developing needed. So I think in terms of using him, sit behind A.J. McCarron for a year or half a year until he can really get it right mentally and get down to fundamentals. So they got their quarterback. Apparently, 
and with Brady arguably retiring soon, I think this is this could be a new shift for the AFCs. Um, down at the number eight pick, we got the Chicago Bears. They got uh, Raquan Smith out of Georgia. I like this pick because the Bears that they've kind of lacked stars on their defense, and now they get a a guy who can come in. And I don't really want to make comparisons to Brian Hartlacker, but you get a guy who has potential to be a very good linebacker for a very long time. It's a nasty uh, linebacker, prototypical backer, great size. He's aggressive in the run stop. He has sideline to sideline speed. And he really just boasts his defense and gives Chicago fans something uh, to be proud of in the defense. Down at number nine, we have uh, the 49ers. They select uh, the tackle Mike McGlinchey. And I'm a fan of this pick because... Similar to the Colts, you're going to live and die by Jimmy Garoppolo. You just gave him damn near $130 million. So this is a great pick to solidify that up front and protect him, protect his blind side. And he's a, he's a man amongst boys. I mean, Mike McGlinchey out of Notre Dame. He has ridiculous size. I think he was like 6'8", almost damn near. So, And he also played against premier competition. So uh, it's a good pick by the 49ers. You want to protect your quarterback, especially when he's making almost $200 million. This number 10 pick, this was a surprise to me. The Cardinals select Josh Rosen. They trade up to get him and take the Raiders spot. This was big for the Cardinals. I'm happy for them. This was a guy that I think, to me, he was like the, the best. When I look at all the quarterbacks, this was the guy that I look at in terms of he looks like an NFL quarterback right now. And when I say that, I think that the Cardinals, if they wouldn't have selected a quarterback here, it would have been trouble. I mean, Sam Bradford, he's only on like a two-year deal. He's damaged. He's getting older. So it's, I'm glad they got a, a prototypical quarterback that they can sit behind him or even play since he's, by some scouts, he's the most pro-ready. They can do whatever they want with him. He's a, They have a good staff over there. I think he can be better than uh, Carson Palmer's closing years, better than Bradford is now. So I like this pick for them. He has good footwork. He has a nice touch. The only concern is that he had shoulder injury, I believe, and he had a concussion or two. So that's the only red flag. He he came off a little bit cocky at the draft, but I'm not really going to get into that. He seems like a great football player, and we'll see how he pans out for him. And number 11, we have the Dolphins. This was a home run pick, in my opinion. They got Minka Fitzpatrick. You get a dynamic DB. He has a smaller build, which I'm not really worried about. A solid secondary now with Rashad Jones and Minka He's versatile. He can play in a slot. He could possibly play at corner, safety. He can move all the way around. He's not afraid to tackle. He has a great personality. Uh, by some, he was called Nick Saban's son. This guy can really rub off on a locker room. He's like the model football player in terms of like a mind and just having your head on straight. And he played against top-tier competition at Alabama, and he played in a lot of big games. So this is somebody who can really help their defense as soon as he steps in. And number 12, we have the Buccaneers. They select Vita Vea out of Washington. This guy is huge. He can go right in the middle of the D-line. I love this pick for them because last year they had the worst stats in pass rush, like damn near at the bottom in everything. So they get a guy. They add Vinnie Curry in the offseason. They add JPP. They got Noah. Um, they got Gerald McCoy. So they, they really try to help this D-line out. And now you add Vita Vea to the 350-pound guy who can – virtually not be you, you you can't not double team him you need more than one body there he's just so big he's so strong and powerful that and he can pass rush he can stop the run so it's a great pick for them to help turn around what their biggest flaw was as a football team at number 13 my redskins we selected De'Aaron Payne 
I was a, I felt a bit weird at first because I wanted Derwin James. That was a more flashy pick, but I think De'Aaron Payne is is the pick. The Redskins have the worst run defense in the league. They've had a, a horrible run defense for the past years. I don't even remember the last time it wasn't horrible. So I really like this pick. This is a guy from Alabama. This is a guy who really shined in the playoffs against Georgia. Sonny Michelle, Nick Chubb, stopping the run. That's his specialty. He even said that when they interviewed him. He's excellent at run stuff, and he's versatile. He can. They're going to start him at nose tackle. He can flip to the three technique, maybe even defensive end in some packages. He got chemistry with Jonathan Allen and Ryan Anderson. This uh, filled a great need, and he was a great value. So I like this pick by the Redskins. And number 14, uh, the Saints, they select Marcus Davenport. They trade with the Packers, and they get some help on the pass rush. I like this pick because they really needed a premier player to uh, rush the quarterback. And they get a guy with great size, a guy that lives in the backfield and is able to stop the run. And he also feels a great need for them. The Saints haven't had an impact player along the D-line in a long time. His next pick, uh, the Raiders, they didn't trade. This was uh, after they traded with somebody else earlier. They select Colin Miller to tackle uh, out of Texas. This wasn't my favorite pick, but I feel like it was necessary. Derek Carr had an off year, and now you add a premier first-round tackle, somebody that can uh, protect similar to the Andrew Luck situation and now you get a good guy who can come in and uh, he's, he's an enormous guy an athletic guy he can protect car help propel the run game the run game wasn't that good with the Marshawn Lynch experiment now you've got Doug Martin running behind this guy and you're going to need this guy he's going to be blocking against Von Miller uh, Bradley Chubb Joey Bosa Melvin Ingram so this is really a, a necessary pick not flashy but definitely necessary you have the Buffalo Bills who traded uh, with the Ravens, they trade and get Tremaine Edmonds. This guy is 19 years old. This is ridiculous. This is a guy that can run sideline to sideline. He can cover. He can do it all. He's still raw as a prospect. He's clearly, I just said, he's 19. So he still has a lot to work on. But as far as potential, I mean, in 10 years, this guy is still going to be a young football player. So this is a guy who's rare speed, quick, tish, quick twitch. He is a three-down player, and he's versatile. So the Bills get some help in the middle of that defense. On the 17, the Chargers, this was one of my favorite picks in the draft. Uh, they get Derwin James. This is a guy that many compare to Cam Chancellor. He has uh, amazing size at 6'2", about 230. This is a guy who can move all over the field. He's arguably the best DB in the draft. He slipped. He has a knee injury, so this might have caused him to slip, but he can cover. He's versatile. Uh, a lot of teams really wanted this guy, so the Chargers go out and get him. you got Casey Hayward. you got Bosa, Ingram. you really got an entire defense full of talent now. Uh, this next pick with the Packers, they get uh, Jair Alexander, uh, the cornerback out of Louisville. Uh, this is a, a good pick. This is a guy who can come in and play man, press physical uh, defense. He's a versatile player. He can also return. So you get someone that uh, has another dimension other than just playing defense. He can affect the game in other ways. Uh, he can tackle, and he has football instincts. So I really like this pick. They traded with Seattle to get this guy. So this is a position of need, clearly, if they're trading up. Uh, with the 19th pick. The Cowboys selected Leighton Vander Esch out of Boise State. I like this pick. This is a guy that is going to come in. He can cover. He can really cover. He's a three-down backer. He's going to be playing next to Sean Lee. He can learn behind Sean Lee. He has a quality resume. Uh, he can drop down into the Tampa 2 scheme that they run and really help that defense. He's athletic. This guy is huge. He can stop the run. And he really turns this linebacker position, which seemed like a weakness, all of a sudden into a strength as long as they're healthy. So I like this pick by the Cowboys. At number 20, you got the Lions. Uh, they select Frank Ragno to center. And I, I like this pick. Again, 
it's not the flashy picks, but it's, it's just a necessary pick. He's versatile. He can play guard. He can play center. This is somebody you can move around. So maybe somebody else gets hurt. You can slide him in there and you're getting a quality player who can select or who can protect Sam Bradford or who can select Matt Stafford. Sorry about that. Matt Stafford and also help the run game. They haven't had a good run game in a very long time. So this is time for them to really start shifting this focus there and help being becoming a more balanced team. Back-to-back uh, -back center selected, which the Bengals selected Billy Price uh, out of Ohio State. So I like this pick again. Andy Dalton's going to need protection. You got AJ Green, you got John Ross, you got Joe Mixon, you got tons of weapons on this team. But if you can't protect the man delivering the ball to these weapons, then it's just all going to go to waste. So again, I hate to keep saying it, but these aren't flashy picks, but they're just necessary in order to become a better team. You need these type of picks, and I'm glad they selected him. Um, next, into the second uh, latter part of the draft, we got the Titans. They traded up and they selected Rashawn Evans. So this is a guy that they clearly coveted, a guy that fills a big need. You get a rangy linebacker from Alabama. He has big experience playing in these games, several national championships, even though he just really got a lot of playing time this past year. Uh, it's a need base. He's athletic. So I like this pick for the Titans. They really get a force in the middle of their defense. Uh, this 23rd pick, the Patriots, they had two picks. There's rumors saying, oh, they might get Lamar Jackson. They might do this. They might do that. So they get Isaiah Wynn. And I like this pick because it, it's considering they lost a couple players on the offensive line, they, they become a better team immediately. It's not flashy again, but it's necessary. you got to protect Brady for these last years and really try to make these championship runs while you can. And also a player who could be here for the next eight to ten years as well. Uh, the Panthers at 24. DJ Moore, I really like this pick because the Panthers, as you know, their receiving core just hasn't been the same. You get rid of Calvin Benjamin, you get rid of Ted Ginn, and it's just it's really suspect on the outside. And now you get a deep threat, a guy who has amazing speed, a guy in Maryland who's built similar to a running back. He can make a lot of guys miss. He just has a lot to offer. And this feels a huge need. It gives Cam an elite deep threat. He's dangerous with the ball after catch, like I mentioned, and he's versatile. He can play in the slot. He can play outside. So uh, that's a great pick for Cam Lewin and the Panthers. At 25, the Ravens. This was a pick that uh, I, I kind of felt a way about. This could be a great player. You get Hayden Hurst, the tight end, and he's a great run blocker. He's athletic. But I feel like this may have been a bit of a reach. You possibly could have gotten him later, but... Again, if, if this is who you feel is your guy and you feel like he can make you a better team, then it is what it is. Uh, the Falcons at 26. This kind of shocked me. They got Calvin Ridley, and I really like this because now you compare who some say was the best receiver in the draft. You compare, you you pair him next to Julio Jones, and you got uh, Devontae Freeman, you got Tevin Coleman, you got an electric uh, skill position group. So I like this pick for him, and Matt Ryan should love this as well. They, they really should be going at these corners in the uh, NFC South out there. At 27, you got the Seahawks. They draft Rashad Penny. Now, this was probably the biggest shock to everyone watching the draft. A lot of people felt Darius Geis, maybe Sonny Michelle, maybe uh, Nick Chubb would go before him, and they get this guy. So they clearly have done their homework on this man. This is a guy that can return. He has big playability. He can run routes. He was productive from a smaller school. But, I mean, this is the guy that they feel was best in. In order to get back to that Seahawks identity, Russell Wilson's been at his best when you got a guy who can run the ball and affect the game in other ways. So you go out and get Rashad Penny, and this is a good pick for them. A little worrisome since he wasn't the consensus second best back, third best back. But this is what it is. That's who they got. So we'll see how it works out. 
uh, 28, the Steelers. This was an unpopular pick. A lot of Steelers fans didn't like this, but they selected Terrell Edmonds out of uh, Virginia Tech safety. So do I like this pick? I mean, it's definitely a position in need. The Steelers haven't had a great uh, safety since Troy Palomalu. So this is something that they're going to have to uh, look forward to and hope that he can pan out. You get a guy that's athletic. You get a guy with hybrid capabilities. He's aggressive. He plays hard. So we'll see if he works out. He's going to have to come in and affect, be effective immediately because this is the main area that the Steelers have struggled and it's been in the past defense. So this is a guy that they're really putting their chips on and hoping he can come in and thrive. Uh, at 29, we have the Jaguars. They select Tevin Bryan out of uh, Florida. I like this pick because you got a lot of guys on the defensive line. You've got Calais Campbell, Malik Jackson. You've got the guy in Gawkway. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but you have him. And you, you can't pay all these guys, so you get a guy like Tevin Bryan who can come in and really step in and, and learn from those guys. And maybe if they don't sign somebody next year, then he can come in and replace them for cheap. So I like this. is quality depth along the D-line, and he makes the defense even scarier than it already is with Jalen Ramsey, with uh, A.J. Boye. Or just, there's so many guys on their defense, and to add another quality force like that, it's really big for them. At 30, the Vikings selected Mike Hughes. A lot of people thought they might go offensive line to protect Kirk Cousins, but this is the guy they get. Uh, he can come in and possibly replace uh, Newman. Tim Newman is extremely old at this point. You get a fresh young corner who can come in, who can move around. He solidifies the secondary, can play opposite Xavier Rose. And now this position that you kind of knew was deteriorating with Newman's age, you now get a fresh influx of young talent, and you can kind of revolve this uh, position around. At 31, the Patriots. This was one of my favorite picks in the draft, believe it or not. The Patriots get Sony Michelle. This is a guy that... Every time I've watched a Georgia game, he has outplayed Nick Chubb. I'm not saying he's better than him. It just might be a coincidence. But every game that I've watched of Georgia, he's outplayed uh, them. And I think this is the perfect fit because you got Sonny Michelle, a guy who has a bone-on-bone -bone, uh, condition, which is a nasty knee condition. He goes into the Patriots where you know they're not going to expect you to carry the ball 25, 30 times. You're going to come in. You're going to touch the ball maybe 10 to 15 times a game. This is a dynamic running back. He's a very balanced back. He can receive. There's some comparisons to Alvin Kamara. He might not be the receiver that Kamara is, but as far as running, he's a big, strong running back. It's just, it's just a perfect situation for a guy who has some health concerns and to come in for the Patriots and give Tom Brady a dynamic weapon like that. I really like this pick, so good job by the Patriots. And then the last pick of the first round of the NFL draft, you got the Ravens. They trade back up, take the Eagles spot. And they select Lamar Jackson. Do I like this pick? Yes, I really like this pick a lot. I'm not sure how he's going to fit, but this to me, this means that Joe Flacco's ass, he has his time is damn near up, and he better do something this year or he's fucked. So you have Lamar Jackson who can come in. You have RG3 who you just signed. He can come in and learn from him, learn from Flacco, and, and really they might start converting this offense into something more suitable towards him for next year. So you get a guy... You get a guy that's the most productive player in college, either him or Baker Mayfield. You've got Lamar Jackson. His resume speaks for itself. I don't even want to discuss his legs because we all know what he can do with his legs. He didn't run the 40. This is an electrifying player, a guy that can run circles around anyone in the world. His arm is a bit suspect to some, but he still has made a lot of throws. He has an uh, arm that needs work, but it, it can definitely be manageable. And we're going to see uh, what he does with it. And he can learn behind Flacco. He might not. He doesn't need to play right now. And he has some weapons. The Ravens just went out and got Crabtree. They got out uh, a couple other guys. I forget who they got. They made a couple moves. But 
this is a good pick to them. And Lamar Jackson, he seems motivated. When they called his name, this guy looked pissed. He looked like it was goal time. This is a guy who I promise you he's, he, people are going to regret passing on him and doubt him and throwing that receiver term on his name. So this concludes the first round of the NFL draft. Uh, these were just my thoughts on the draft. Let me know what you guys think. Hit me up on Instagram at Casey Bethia. Um, I'm going to watch the second round of the draft. I might be on here for a second round recap, but uh, just thanks for tuning in. I appreciate that. Let me know your thoughts on the draft. Peace out.